Hello, 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 and welcome back to the Self Love Breakfast Club. I'm Crystal Rose, your host. Thank you for being here today. Today we have a really cool guest that I really enjoyed talking to, and I think you guys will enjoy it too. Home organization has become a big thing, not just because it's like kind of gratifying to watch like those shows, but also because like cleaning up your space and organizing your space can help you feel really good. And it can really shift the energy of a space, of a room, and of your life. Today, our guest is Lisa Celebitis, and she's a professional organizer and Cone Marie certified consultant. Lisa supports her clients in decluttering and organizing their homes, minds, and lives. She truly believes that having a home in which you are only surrounded by the items you love can be life-changing in many ways. After leaving her career in the fashion industry in 2016, she took a step back and tapped into her innate strengths and skill set. Ever since, she's been helping women go from overwhelmed to organized and thriving. And yes, you guys, like I said, we have a different kind of guest on today, but I'm so excited to talk to her and to introduce her to you. Lisa, welcome to the Self-Love Breakfast Club. Hi, Crystal. Thank you so much for having me. I'm super excited to chat. I'm very excited. (laughs) This is going to be cool. Before we get started, I like to do something called goals, gratitude, and badassery. So right now, what is your current goal? One of my goals, so something I'm working on right now in my business is creating a new type of service offering, which I'm really excited about. And it's a sort of VIP day. Mm. So I'm just working on that and I'm super excited to hopefully launch it in a couple of weeks. And basically how it looks like is, you know, if people want to just get the gist on how to organize their home, like, you know, get a plan set up. Like they spend a couple of hours with me and Mm. then they're good to go. I love that. And gratitude. What are you grateful for? I am super grateful that it's warmer weather outside. (laughs) We are approaching summer. I'm a summer girl. I hate winter. So this is my time of the year. I, yes, (laughs) I feel the same way. (laughs) I do not understand people who like winter. (laughs) I don't either. I don't either. And then there's always those people who can't wait for fall. And I'm like, you understand that fall lasts like 10 minutes and then we're back in winter again. Like why? (laughs) Exactly. Okay. So badassery, it's basically, what is something you've done recently that you are proud of or that you think is pretty badass? Who? Yeah, I guess I'm not always good at, at like being proud of myself, you know. Mm. I, I think so many people are struggling with that. What comes to mind and maybe maybe that doesn't really fit with that category, but is is more like being less hard on myself, like giving myself the time and the rest I need. Like I, I recently got into human design and I, I don't know if you're familiar, but yeah. um, it's like it basically gives me so I'm a projector and like I need my rest. I need that now. Mm. So I'm like, now if I don't check off my to-do list, like all the items on it, I'm okay. I'd rather prioritize sleep and go to bed at a reasonable hour and really save my energy and feel better the next day. 
I think that's so badass. I mean, that's really, I, this show is, you know, we're, it's rooted in self-love and self-care. And I think for a lot of us, it's so hard, you know, especially women, we have a ton of stuff going on, people to take care of ourselves, take care of businesses. And I think that's pretty badass when you can stop and kind of turn that inward and, and know what you need and give yourself what you need. So yeah, I love it. Yeah, it's, a, it's a work in progress, but you know, I just feel better and yeah. Yeah. It, fits, it fits with your podcast. It does. <laughs> it does. So let's let's get into it. Talk to me about, so you're a home organizer. You use the Marie method, which blew up all over the world with her Netflix show. And so that became a whole thing. <laughs> so tell me, tell me a little bit about like, have you always liked organizing or been organized? And like, tell me how you got into it. Yeah, so... I've always been organized. I would say like I'm a Virgo, so I'm naturally, mm. I think, organized. Oh, yeah. <laughs> in my genes. But I'm not one of those people, you know, I feel like a lot of professional organizers, when you ask them, they say, you know, I've always liked to organize our drawers, whatever. I think for me, it was I never liked having a lot of stuff. Mm. And just I'm just generally organized on top of things. How I got into that line of work it was even before her Netflix show. So I think mm. in 2016, I quit my job. So I was, I've done so many things in my life. Like I relate. So many, I relate. I have so many jobs I've done. <laughs> so this was not on my horizon. And I just took a couple of months off. But my goal was also to find something. So I was working in online sales in a smaller fashion company here in New York City. And my goal was also to find something I'm more like where I can see more of an impact I'm having on, mm. on people and something I'm more passionate about. I know it's so cliche, but <laughs> it always helps finding something that... And fashion has always been my passion, but I realized that I don't have to work in that industry to enjoy fashion. And yeah. I was ready to do something else. So she had that book that she wrote, I think like a 2014 and 2015. So you might be familiar with that as well. She had like her first like rise (laughs) in America, I think, with the life-changing magic of tidying up. I don't know if you're familiar with that. But when that came out, I started reading it and it was really, it was fascinating in a way, you know, someone talking about decluttering and organizing and she was really straightforward. It was a really easy read, but you know, I didn't even finish the book. And then so I was actually listening to a podcast in, you know, during my time off in 2016, 2017, something around that time. Are you familiar with Tim Ferriss? Yes. Tim Ferriss' oh, podcast? Yeah. yeah. Okay. <laughs> so he, he interviewed Marie Kondo and that made me look into her again. So I went on her website, on her social media, and I found out that she had, so she was offering a certification program so you could get certified in her method. And something just clicked for me. Like I was like, people make a living out of helping people get organized. They do. (laughs) It totally like blew my mind. I didn't even, at that time, I didn't know that there were professional organizers out there, you know? So yeah, yeah, I immediately signed up for a program. I went through the six months training program and got certified at the beginning of 2018. And, you know, have been running my own business ever since. That's amazing. Yeah. Like you don't think about like certifications for stuff like that, but it totally makes sense. Totally makes sense. Yeah. It was totally like in its infancy. 
at that time, I think worldwide, there were like 17 people certified when I looked into it. And now it's like 500 all over the world. So it's still not a lot, but yeah. Yeah. So talk to me about like, because obviously organizing is organizing, but how people feel when their home is organized, I think is like an important thing to touch on just because I mean, my pantry is my favorite. <laughs> I love it. I had someone come in and do my pantry for me and then also go through my office because I just, I couldn't bring myself to go through all the stuff and, and deal with it. And it just felt so good just having that done and then being consistent and keeping it up. Yeah, absolutely. I think the word I hear most often, you know, when I talk with people and I ask them how they feel right now, you know, it's like overwhelmed or stressed yeah. and... When we start working together and like my process is more about, you know, I, I do it with people. So they make their decisions. It's a big focus on decluttering and then mm. the organizing part. And I also do a lot of teaching. But the goal is really to, you know, achieve whatever, whatever vision that they want to achieve, whether it's keeping a lot of things or only a a couple of things, you know, mm. it, it really depends. It's not about, I'm not forcing anyone to become minimalist or anything. <laughs> and sometimes there's a confusion. I think some people think that Kumari is minimalism, which is not. It's, it's only about keeping whatever brings you joy. And for some people, it's a lot of things. And for some, it's not so many things. But yeah, I think after a first session, I usually hear, you know, I feel so much lighter already. Mm. Like, it's like a weight lifted off my shoulder. And we typically start with clothing. So that already gives people a good start into the day, right? Because typically you get dressed every morning. So like having your closet organized is mm. huge for so many people. So yeah, it's, it's just about feeling more relaxed, feeling less overwhelmed, feeling less stressed, just lighter is something that I hear often. The closet has got to be the hardest though. I mean, if that's the first thing you start with, that's like, that's huge, right? Because I mean, how many of us just throw things in the closet or just starts piling up and then, you know, we have that or several items that, you know, we look at and, oh, but I love it. Or what if I get rid of it? And then I need it again. Because that's happened to me so many times where I will get rid of something and like six months later, I'm looking for it. And then I get so <laughs> mad at myself because it would have been perfect for my outfit. And now I don't have it anymore. So I think there's a lot of like FOMO involved when cleaning out a closet. Yeah, it depends, I would say. Definitely people have a lot of clothes, but I also have worked with people where the problem is somewhere else. Maybe it's mm -hmm. they have too many kitchen items and they're very minimal with their clothes. But um, yeah, generally, I would say people, the people I've worked with so far do have a good, a good amount of clothes. But then it's also people need me for different things, right? Like sometimes there's a lot of attachment to things yes. or the fear of making a wrong decision, just like you talked about right mm -hmm. now. And so it's part coaching, you know, kind of part coaching, helping people go through the process. It's also about what, what I do with clients is really honing in on their vision first. So I'm mm. asking them a couple of questions, you know, what is your goal with this? It's usually not so much about, yes, of course, it's having an aesthetically pleasing and an organized home. What does this allow you? 
Do you feel like you're spending a lot of time, you know, shuffling, like returning a lot of things and making <laughs> bad shopping decisions? Mm. And going through this process can really help you retrain your brain and become a much more mindful shopper if this is something that you're struggling with right now. Or, you know, it's so many different things. And, and it's also about trusting yourself. Like, and it's a process sometimes, right? Yeah. But also what I do with people is we really do the whole home. So people touch each and every item and they make a decision about it if, if it brings them joy or not. And sometimes this is a totally foreign concept for people. So I have like, like an arsenal of like what I call helper questions mm. so that they can really tap into what something means to them if it fits into your vision. So what's an example and, of that a helper question? Yeah. Give me an example. <laughs> totally. So if people, so let's say we have our pile of clothes in front of us and they're like, I don't know what brings me joy. One question would be, you know, I ask them to pick out their favorite item or their three favorite items and kind of use that as a baseline to mm. make decisions based off of these items. Another question would be something like, if you saw that in a store right now at full price, would you buy it again? Ooh. Another one would be, is this something you would immediately reach for? So if, if we say like, it's a sweater, you have a bunch of sweaters, like, is this something you feel good in when you put it on? Because usually when it's something, it's like a little bit itchy, it's maybe too mm. small, you know, we don't really reach for it. I also watch people's body language, you know, and it's, it's really amazing to see. And usually I can see it, right? Like when people, when something brings you joy, they have a smile on their face. And sometimes like, there's a frown, right? And they <laughs> sometimes they don't even realize it, that the energy, some items bring the energy down and some don't. And it's what I'm there for too, right? To really help them make the best decisions for them. Yeah, what I get, that's a really great way to look at it because it, it can get really overwhelming. I mean, especially if you have a lot of stuff, you know, and making those decisions and just not wanting to deal with it. And that's, it just piles up. So having someone like really go through that process with you is like amazing. So tell me how, tell me how having an organized house is like cheaper than therapy. <laughs> yeah, I know this is a, it's a very bold statement. And more effective, but- cheaper and more effective than therapy. This is your, your claim. I want to, I want to hear you explain it. <laughs> Let's unpack it. So I, first of all, I've heard this from some of my clients, you know, they're like, I didn't need therapy. Like, this is actually what I needed. And Mm. so I think what it is, is, and I'm not against therapy. So let me just (laughs) get this out there. (laughs) I think therapy is amazing. But this is also kind of a form of therapy. It can act as form as, as a form of therapy for some people. I guess when I'm comparing it, I'm comparing it to talk therapy. Obviously, there's different forms of therapy out there. But going through this process, it's, it's not just talking about something, but it's really doing something. Yeah. So we are quite literally up in people's stuff. First of all, I would say it makes you reflect and deal with the past. So there's really oftentimes a confrontation with the past, with your feelings about certain items. And I would say, especially for people who have not decluttered in 
10, 20 years and I've mm. worked with those people, right? Like their past is bound up in their stuff a lot of the time. So if they have a lot of sentimental items, a lot of attachment to things, it's really reflected in everything that they own. And, you know, people cry. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's, it's really, we work through that stuff a lot of the time. It can have a really like cathartic effect, just the, the physical moving out of the stuff out of your home, right? You're, you're basically cleansing, not just your home, but it has such an effect on your mind as well, right? Yeah. Um, people feel it immediately. Like once they get the clutter, everything that they don't need any longer, they feel lighter, they feel fresher. I mentioned that before. And there's also this aspect of gratitude that's especially what I use, you know, the Kunmari method, it, it places this, this great importance on being grateful to your items. Mm. And I get it. Like it might seem a little foreign to people here in the U.S., but the method, it's based in Zen Buddhism. So it makes sense in that way. But what I find with people, you know, I, I invite them to say goodbye or to say thank you for your service to the items that they let go of. It makes the transition process easier, especially if they have a lot of attachments to things. And gratitude is also, it, it's proven to boost mental health. There are mm -hmm. studies out there. Another aspect, I would say it's, you know, the feeling of accomplishment, like you're doing a lot of things and tidying your entire home. You have a sense of accomplishment. It can, you know, then in turn boost your self-esteem. And I think last but not least, it's also the only choosing what brings you joy. Like that's the main principle of the method, right? Yeah. You should only keep what brings you joy that in and of itself is already positive, right? And it, it can really lift your mood. And I see a lot of people taking this concept and also bringing it into other areas of, your, of their life as well. Like, yeah, like they, people. <laughs> like people, exactly. Like I've heard of people conmaring or <laughs> joy checking their partners or, you know, their relationship. Yeah. But yeah, and it also has an end. So you're not in therapy, you might go for <laughs> ever. <laughs> it's energetically, it makes a lot of sense. You know, we, we cleanse, we're working on, you know, our emotions, our internal, our mental health, and the external world around us can have such an impact on us. You know, I mean, even just from like changing the color in our room can really boost a mood. So, of course, you know, removing items or clutter and only having things that like make you happy surrounding you is like, yeah, energetically, I totally get that. It can make you feel so much better. I mean, I, in my office, I had a professional organizer come in and granted, I spent about five hours beforehand <laughs> just getting rid of like the stuff that would never, she would never know what to do with anyways, just like paperwork, lots and lots of shredding. And I changed the wallpaper, I painted, you know, it's a lot chiller in here than it was before. And it just feels so much better. I just, I feel more productive. I moved, I moved my desk into another area and it just feels cleaner. I have a system now. It, things don't just pile up and I get overwhelmed by piles, even if I don't have to necessarily address them. So yeah, I totally get how uh, it can really cause a shift, you know for people and be that catalyst for wanting to change other parts of your life, clean yeah, out other I mean, parts. 
What's your favorite room in a house to, to organize? I would say clothes. So I don't, in the method that I'm teaching, it's, we do it by category. So mm. sometimes, you know, we have clothes in different locations. So what I do is we really gather all clothes and mm. look at them at once so that people really get an understanding of how many things that they really have. Cause that's not really something people do really taking everything out. No, that's, but that really- feels crazy to me. I'm like taking every <laughs> item of clothing I have and what putting it on my bed. Like, <laughs> so you, it sounds like you do have a lot of clothes. So if people have like a lot, a lot of clothes and I don't feel confident that we get through everything in one session, we can totally take a subcategorical approach. So we could look at all your sweaters or all your tops mm. and then we go through that first and then we organize it back in. So it, it's not too overwhelming, I right? See. But still, for the most part, I really like to stick to the category concept just because people don't realize or they forget what they have in that other location. So, Mm. you know, just imagine cleaning out one closet and then, you know, you go through your stuff. You're like, okay, I know what's, what's in there. And then in two weeks you do your dresser or your other closet. I don't know how many you have, right? (laughs) And then by, by that time, you probably have forgotten that you already have 10 yellow skirts in the other one. And, you know, so it's like, that's, that's the approach I do. And there's nothing wrong with if you more, you know, that makes a lot of sense. Yeah. Want to do it by room. That's okay too. But yeah, that's what I I like to teach. (laughs) No, that makes a lot. I mean, it makes a lot of sense. So I also own a clothing boutique currently. And (laughs) so I will have, items that I'm like, Oh, I need this. I have to have this and, or I keep and, or use for marketing, whatever. And it's interesting because I always find myself in my closet with nothing to wear because everything that I generally take from the boutique is like cute date night type thing. And I I have like zero casual clothes. I have jeans, but I don't have shirts that that aren't crop tops. (laughs) So I'm always like, ah, I need to go through this closet because I have so many of all of these things that I don't really wear or I wear like occasionally and then I everyday stuff I don't you know or just like going to hang out with friends and not be super extra is hard yeah (laughs) I mean I see it in in your case that you know clothing is also your your business yeah like more it's like a bigger category for you yeah it is (laughs) I mean that and kitchen supplies because I love to eat so what other categories are there we have clothing. So if you don't go by the whole room, do you have just like appliances or like kitchen appliances or yeah, so food? <laughs> there's, there's basically five broad categories. And mm. if people are interested and I'll make sure like once this episode comes out, I have it linked. I usually have it in, linked in my Instagram bio. People can download KonMari category checklist. So it's a, a complete category checklist, but basically it's five broad categories. Number one is clothing, as we said, and we can, and on the list, like I have subcategories. So like sweaters, you know, if it's too overwhelming for people that can go by the, by the subcategories or pick out a couple and then just do Mm. that and then move on to the next ones. So there's also clothing accessory within the clothing category. So that would be shoes or hats. And so it's all on that list. And then the next category is books. 
also magazines that's like included in books. And the third category is papers. So I define papers as anything with <laughs> written or printed information on it. And then the fourth category is kimono. That's the Japanese word for miscellaneous items. And that's typically the broadest category. Mm-hmm. And on the list, it's like broken down into things like and it, it looks d- very different for most people, but common categories are kitchen. Again, we break it down more and more on the list, like food, eating implements, cooking implements. Then the next bigger subcategory under kimono is something like office items. So stationery, supplies, mm. and pens and all that stuff, or travel is another category. And then the fifth and last category is mementos, sentimental items. Mm. And it's really recommended to follow the category order because we go from less difficult items right. to <laughs> most difficult items. So mostly people have trouble deciding about sentimental items. So they have the hardest time making a decision about that. And yeah, and clothing is supposed to be, and I'm not saying it's the easiest for everyone, but it makes sense just to set up your day. You know, once you're, I think I said that in, in the beginning, but if your closet is organized, like you have a hard, like an easier time getting dressed in the morning. So yeah. you already have a good start into your day. It's also a very defined category. So you know, like what is a piece of clothing, right? So that's very easy. Yeah. But as we get into the kimono area, <laughs> we have to define those categories because they look so different for a lot of people. I see. So, yeah. So do you do this stuff online or, or are you just in person? So, I do in person. I have my in person packages, and that's the same for in person one on one virtual mm. consulting. I do, I do the same thing over Zoom as well. Oh, so you do over Zoom. Cool. Mm-hmm. Okay. I love that. I yeah. love that. So what is like one like tip that you could give to our listeners to like kind of start this process on their own? Cause like not everyone could hire a professional organizer or like, you know, maybe it's not the right time or if they just want to like start something today, like take action right now, right this minute, what would you suggest? Just something, even totally. just something really small. Yeah, totally. So I'm a big pro- proponent of before jumping head in, like really sit down and think about your vision. So I can maybe give you three questions that Mm. people can ponder and just write down or journal about it. One question would be, you know, how would an ideal day in your life look like? Like, it's not just about how would your home look like, but in that vision questionnaire, I ask people about their life. So really be very specific, just describe a typical day in your ideal life. Another question would be how would you like to feel in your new home, in your tidied home? And also how would it look like? Like you can jot down feelings, moods, colors even. So that's more of on the interior and tidy part of this process. Mm. Another question, what would you like to do after you're completed with your tidying project. So typically people are like, you know, I want more time, but what do you want to do? Like, what is a dream of yours? Like any kinds of projects. So, and just pondering on that really gives you the motivation. And when things get hard, always go and look back to why you're doing this work. So 
take some time and answer those questions and then download the Kumari category checklist. And if you want to dive in, just pick a little subcategory and start tidying your sweaters or... (laughs) (laughs) I love that. I love that. Yeah. So checklist. Perfect. So we like to end things on a quote. Is there a quote that maybe you live by or speaks to you or has been speaking to you lately that you can share with us? Oh, you got me there. (laughs) So this one is by William Morris, and it says, have nothing in your houses that you do not know to be useful or believe to be beautiful. I like that. Or believe to be beautiful. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for being here today. Where can our listeners find you so they can start getting to work? (laughs) Yeah. First of all, thank you so much for having me, Crystal. And yeah, people can follow me on Instagram. So I hang out there a lot at Lisa Celebides. My website is the same, lisatcelebides.com. But send me a DM. I get back to everyone <laughs> if you're interested in, if you have a question or if you're interested in working together or definitely check out the checklist that I mentioned and you can get a, a start on your own. Awesome. Thank you again so much for being here today. I really appreciate you and can't wait to, I'm going to, I'm going to take that checklist myself. (laughs) Awesome. If this episode hit with you, please go out there and share it, share it in your Instagram stories, send it to a friend who might need it, or even just drop in my DMs on Instagram at Extel Rose and let me know what you think. I love hearing from you guys. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening.